Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily. Some of the best bits of this afternoon's show, which uh, Mick McCarthy joined us, didn't he? Well, after um, a fashion. Well, sort of, yeah. You'll hear from him. He's got big plans and he's got a bit of time off. And the big moment last night was, of course, Roma's third goal. So we'll be hearing from the man who commentated. Yeah, him. we will. It was uh, amazing. And you'll hear his commentary and indeed a really interesting bit of commentary from Italy. Um, we had a bit of a chat, covered some ground. Yeah, we talked about last night's ones. football and then we had, went on to other subjects. Yeah, Rita Ora. Yeah, you, she's never far from our lips, is she? <laughs> That's true. So, um, <laughs> here it all is. <laughs> Approaching six minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. You mentioned uh, Prince William there. The villa last night. I don't know if you heard um, the sports bar, but he phoned. Did he phone? Hello, in? Jason and Andy. William from Kensington here. Big Villa fan. <laughs> Did he oh, phone? yeah, no, he does. He loves it. Oh, that's tremendous. What was yeah. he saying? Well done to uh, Jack Grew. <laughs> Terrific finish. I was what really a, pleased. What a great Why does he goal, suddenly actually? speak like that? And we've heard him speak. It's <laughs> yeah. not like it should be a shock. Yeah, it's, you have to speak like that when you ring a football phone in. Oh, of course you, not you know do. That? Yeah, you can. Of course you, you do. Yeah, of course. Uh, Sam Johnson in the Villa goal had a great game, though. And uh, Cardiff had so many chances. It was a, I, There was so much football last night. I watched, I watched the sort of wrap-up of that to catch all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I did what you did. We all turned over. As soon as the ball from, well, apart from hit Liverpool, the net. Apart yeah. from Liverpool fans, of course. Yeah, of course. They were going to revel in it, but as a, as a yeah. contest, it was over at that point, wasn't it? So we all turned over to uh, Roma. And, uh, Actually, uh, Darren Fletcher did us a favour because he said, well, maybe the other game is where they're going to see a shock because it's, uh, it's 2 0. Yeah, Everybody it was went, good. It was very Sorry, timely. Darren, but thanks for telling us, <laughs> but I'm off. It was massively timely. <laughs> he told us at that moment. And, uh, uh, mm. But while it lasted, that game, you know, while it was still a contest, yeah. City scoring, mm. it was very exciting. And. Uh, it's just so frustrating. I look. I hate the way VAR's being used. I hate the delays and all that. But in the end, it's going to have to come, and that's the reason why you have to have it. Yeah. Because that was crucial last night. The two nil is such a different score at half time than one nil. Sure, it's yeah. just completely changes everybody's half time talks. It puts real fear into Liverpool, you know. And it was just pathetic that the three blokes there, the three, yeah, the, the assistant Harry referee, Potter, the Harry Potter with his wand, yeah. the linesman, and the ref can't see that. It's like they don't even know the rules. Yeah, it was pitiful. I, the bloke behind the goal, how can he not see that it comes that the ball's punched by the keeper straight onto Milner and goes back to Sane? Can't be offside. 
goal, as uh, Chris Foy said, the goal should have stood, or stood have should. That's right. It's, it stood have should. <laughs> it stood have should. It's, I'm sorry. I meant, I, I meant to say it, it stood have should. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then we did turn to the other game. It was very exciting, wasn't it? And uh, I was trying to think, though, Alisson, you know, the, uh, the goalie. Is yeah. that his first name? We must ask Tim Vickery. Uh, no, it, his name's on the shirt, on the back of the shirt. Alison Becker. So that is, well, what's his first name? Becker or Alison? It's probably about five or six names in the, in the Palais style. Alison Ramsey's Becker. I've looked it up. Oh, you've looked it up? Okay, right, fair enough. Well, uh, you, well, well we will ask name might be Alison. I suppose he's like a boy named Sue or something like that. Uh, it was a great performance by Liverpool. And mm. yeah, as everybody has quite rightly said, you know, with what they've got up top and the fact they look a lot more resilient at the back now, you're not going to want to play, am I? No yeah. one's going to want to well, play. Well, Real Madrid won't mind. <laughs> well, well, you know, Real Madrid, are they all that? I mean, oh, yeah, on, the, on their they're night, ba- they're bad. on their night, they're fantastic. But then, so are Liverpool. Liverpool. No, nah, they'll. You, be Liverpool. you, you can't see. I cannot see not anybody see other than Madrid beating, uh, winning the Champions League. Could I, you see Liverpool getting to the final? It depends who they have to play. If they yeah. play Roma, yeah, I think they can get to the final. I think Bayern they... will be the one that I think would be very interesting, wouldn't it? As a semi-final. Yeah, well, you know, it would be Klopp against Bayern is fascinating. That's maybe yeah. the way it will go. I still think Madrid will win it. I can't see that they don't. They've been getting better and better mm. and better. Yeah. And you know, well, it's it's interesting though, isn't it? It's it's great when Barca and Pep lose on the same night. If you're a sort of football heathen, it's marvellous. Yeah. Schadenfreude heaven, isn't it? You know, serves those fancy dans right. Take that, Guillaume Balaguer. How do you like them apples, Graham Hunter? <laughs> I suppose in a way you can understand it because people do, Pep's great, but people do sort of, who love him, sort of shove it down your throat a bit. They do sort mm. of, you know. Sort I, don't, of, I, don't, I didn't sense that as much as I did the, um, the, the certainly for Barcelona. I didn't, I, you know, it would have been terrible had they got a late goal last night because Roma completely deserved yeah, to I win. did say on the show yesterday and I mean, Hargreaves, a man I often admire. I know you're a big. I know you're a big fan. Yeah, I am. He made the same point that you know that Chelsea should have beaten Barcelona. They clearly should have beaten them, mm. and you know, had he gone for it a bit more, which of course he never does, they probably wouldn't. Had they had a bit more luck, you know. Well, we'll be chatting again, Balagay, very shortly. You have to be excited if you're an England fan. You have to be excited about Trent Alexander-Arnold. He coped brilliantly well, yeah. especially as they kind onslaught. of doubled up on him last night, yeah, put him under a lot of pressure. Excellent, but. Uh, you know, we'll never know what would happen if it had gone to 2-0, but that's the you way know, it is. If you're going to beat, as Klopp has been saying, you know, uh, pound for pound, they're higher in the league. They're a better side than Liverpool. They're a better side than anybody in this country. So if you're going to beat them, hmm. A, you've got to bring your A game, and B, you've got to have a bit of good fortune. And Liverpool got both. They played very well in both games, really. They rode it out when they had yeah. to. They scored goals in the they had, a, they had some they luck. They did. They had a massive amount of luck because the first, the first goal in any game, especially in a tight game like that, is crucial. Yeah. And they got the first goal when it was offside and then they had that yeah, thing that they, happened last night. They so, did have they had but, some know, luck. Look, they had the luck that, and that's that it. You have to, look, you, the, in the end, they still had to take the goals. They, um, it was a lovely finish from uh, Salah, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah. He's terrific. No, look, he's building a special team. There's no question they can challenge City next season, especially with Naby Keita coming, as Toby was telling us how brilliant he is. And, uh, no, the, things look good for them, you know. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Coming up in the second hour of the show, uh, we will be reflecting on uh, a big night in the championship last night, a big game to come tonight, live on Talk Sport, Wolves versus Derby. Uh, Huey Fury joins us, the British heavyweight boxer. He's fighting for the British title uh, against Sam Sexton shortly and, uh, of course, took on Joseph Parker in his last fight and narrowly lost in many people's eyes. He, he could have won. So we'll get his thoughts on Parker Joshua and look ahead to his uh, next fight and his route to a world title. 
Yeah, and it was an interesting line there from... Uh, sorry, I've forgotten her name. That's ridiculous. Victoria, sorry, Victoria. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'll soon <laughs> forgotten. I know, I beg your pardon, Victoria. Uh, about the sports minister there mm. and her approach to safe standing and, and saying, I, I just... No, I don't want safe standing. I just want the rules uh, enforced about sitting in your seat. You think, Have you ever been to football? Yeah. It's quite depressing, isn't it? This, this person's in power that has this ability to affect this and really seems to know nothing about it whatsoever. It's, it's quite staggering. I think many of the clubs will say, OK, for the increased amount of stewarding to make everybody sit down in their seats. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, what happens? We all know possible. We all know what happens. A few stewards come over, uh, if you go away and watch your team, and a few of them come over and go, sit down. Sit down, all right, mate. And no one sits down, no. and certainly the people in front of you don't sit down, so you feel, okay, I'd like to take that on board, mate, but if I sit down, I won't be able to see the game I've no. probably overpaid to watch. No. So that's what tends to happen. It is, exactly. Well, because you've been to football. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what happens. It doesn't sound like she's ever been, uh, uh, probably sat in the director's box or something like that. Uh, great double for Jordan Tunnicliffe, though. It's mm. filed, swept away the mighty talk. Oh, leave him alone now. To kick one. a team while they're down. Was, In case you've missed this, our, our uh, producer, John Cadding, is a t- big talky fan <laughs> and a podcast, a National Obsession <laughs> podcast with Charlie Baker, new edition out tomorrow. Going strong. Does, but does he pay you to do this? No, I just it's very good. It's a good listen. Um, but they're, both, they're both big talky fans. and uh, You put an invoice in at the sales we, department. We sat and watched the uh, Chelsea-Barcelona game and yeah. our producer had enough. He could, he, a bit like last night when we all turned over and watched Roma. Yeah. He knew the game was, was up for Chelsea. 2-0. They turned, were still his, in it. turned his chair around and started talking to other people in the company, as they say. And, uh, yeah. And Andy took exception to this and has just mm. basically put a curse on, personal curse on Torquay ever since, really. <laughs> and it hasn't got any better for them, so maybe it's kicked in. <laughs> You're going to have to go and do a Barry Fry. I don't know. Have I'm, a Jimmy in each corner. I'm only doing this for fun. I don't actually care what no, I'm to sure Torquay, you, to be well, really honest. you should do because it, it affects the quality of this show. If he's well, lying, if he's true. sitting there in tears every he's day. He's a bit like me, actually. Yeah. Um, a, a robed monk. Uh, They're going to be playing Wildston next season. Are they? Put that into perspective. That's true. That's unless Wildston are going up. I've got no idea. I'm sure you've been keeping an eye on the Conference uh, conference <laughs> yeah. South, John. <laughs> yeah. Making sure. Yeah, anyway, carry on, Andy. Sorry. A robed monk appeared to pull his... A rogue monk? A robed monk. They normally are. Well, you wouldn't be want to be a rogue monk, would you? <laughs> a robed monk. This is a story in the Sun today. Uh, appears to pull a car 100 feet using his willy in footage filmed... Pardon? That's what it says here. It used, filmed in India. Why didn't he call the AA like everybody else? Yes, yeah, the fourth. He's, maybe he's the fourth emergency service. I got no idea. Yeah, maybe. And he was a rogue monk. I was right in the. Was. Was right in the first place. He was a robed yeah. monk. Yeah. At one point, someone's going to say they'll be looking at the picture saying, "Oh, but is that blimey? I thought that was his belt. I thought that was the rope belt. I didn't. I had no idea. Wow, that puts it yeah. in a completely different light on the on the whole thing. So, and uh, and the papers... Is he coming in, by the way? No, the, the, the robed monk? monk? No, I don't think he is. Okay. I once saw a monk skiing. That was a bit of a shock. <laughs> a fully robed monk. <laughs> no. Let's have things you've seen fully robed monks. No, let's not bother. <laughs> no, that's let's, not, going nowhere. That's definitely not bother. Um, what was I going to say here? Yeah, there's a story today about Rita Ora. It's fantastic. It's, okay, uh, yeah. My executive producer, Tom, pointed this one out to me. He yeah, what's she done? It says, Rita Ora could have been mistaken for a New York cab in this yellow coat. Not really. She's a person wearing a yellow coat and not a car. That's right. <laughs> it's fantastic, right, isn't yeah. it? It's brilliant. Can someone tell the papers? She hasn't had an album out for six years. Five years. Uh, yeah, you're getting a bit... It, talking I thought it was six years. Oh, okay. So uh, wearing a yellow sleeveless coat is not a story. Wow. 
not for me. Well, well you and our uh, executive producer both homed in on it. <laughs> There's a health warning about tinned food. Tinned tuna could be damaging people's guts. It contains up to 100 times more zinc than is safe. Wow, wait. Uh, Thanks for bringing scientists us. Scientists also found that tinned chicken was the second most contaminated. Who eats tinned chicken? I love mine. If I want a bit of chicken, mate, I always turn to a tinned chicken. Well, it's not, it's, honestly. Never mind all this fresh nonsense. <laughs> I mean, how difficult is it to get? Yeah. Uh, quite cheaply, really. Yeah. I mean, if you want, you know, if you just want chicken, even if you Not want that it, expensive, even if you want yeah. it pumped full of water, yeah. uh, you can pick it up very cheaply. <laughs> you know, probably more grief to open it in the tin. <laughs> harder. And uh, two thousand six hundred and forty people have been given permission to stand outside the church for the royal wedding, which I don't get. It's like standing outside Wembley during the cup final. What's the point? <laughs> It's ridiculous. Isn't it relayed to you over a PA system? Well, okay. Is it on, is you, it on, is you it on the big screens? You stand outside Wembley and listen to it on Talk Sport. It's not the same as being there, is it? Isn't it on the big screens? Well, not everybody can get in the church, can they? Get in the chapel. This no, is no, the thing. You know. A lot of their guests, they'll they'll go... Um, I wonder if I was thinking, if Theresa May, will she get an invite to the evening? <laughs> Barack Obama. Imagine you get an invite. It turns up and, yeah, so you've got, you've got Barack Obama and Michelle sitting there going, shall we go? It's a long way just for the evening, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> well, it'd be nice to go, but you know what'll happen? We'll turn up at you know, 10, 10.30. Everyone and, will be hammered. And then it suddenly, <laughs> the couple of grannies put behind the bar is gone. And I, I'm that first round that comes in. I'll yeah. say, what do we all want to drink? I just think I'm going up there to save them a walk to the bar. Next thing, I'm about, I've got about 50 quid round. <laughs> it's no good, is this it? This is the sort of thing they're talking about. Well, that's the word. That's probably the Obama probably household. Are, they probably are discussing that. Yeah. And a wonderful posh waste of ink concerning Jimmy Hill and Coventry from Robert Hudson in Warwick. He wrote mm. to the Times with this. Sir, in the happy days of Jimmy Hill's Sky Blue Revolution at Coventry City, we translated his club song into Latin under the supervision of our classics master, Ted Norrish. It was a cause of general mystification when our school's habitual patch on the terraces of Highfield Road resounded with the words, Cantamus omnus laudate carule. Let's all Charlie sing. Charlie I know. Let's all sing together. Play up Sky Blues. Yeah. That's an incredibly posh waste of ink. That wasn't it? in the star, was it? <laughs> no, definitely. Did you see what they've been doing at the new camp? Maybe they've got better well, things to do. Oh, yeah. um, but they, uh, they had this guy called Jeff Toussaint, who's a hypnotist. And he came and he put three mm. supporters uh, under his spell, we're told to do, by the sun. Mm. And then they brought in uh, Felipe Coutinho, Ivan Rakitic, and Paulinho. They brought them into the room. And not one of the fans had any idea who they were because they'd been hypnotised by Jeff I hope Toussaint. they're still hypnotised. They probably didn't realise the team had lost last night. Yeah, I don't know who right. that was who lost 3-0 to Roma. One of them probably said to Coutinho, but you still wish you were at Liverpool, don't you? How's that panning out for <laughs> well, you? Yeah, a lot of people have made that point, haven't they? It seems, yeah. seems a bit unfair. And, um, <laughs> yeah, this is interesting as well. The Meghan Markle look-alike, is, she's making a lot of money. Getting plenty of work in Plenty of work. Yeah. Uh, Does a, she look like A her? firm of bookmakers have, uh, have employed her to ponder the odds on Princess Kate giving birth to her third child on Saturday, which is Grand National Day. But, I mean, what's the, what's the point? Mm. I don't get that at all. Would you like to suddenly look like someone famous? I'm not infamous. I mean, at your age, it's mm, unlikely it's anybody's, anybody's going to come Alan along. Alan Dershowitz, a man who I have been compared to, yeah, the, is in the news. The former see? lawyer who was OJ's lawyer, wasn't he? was he? OJ's lawyer. Now he's, he could be Trump's lawyer. He had a meeting with Trump last night. And people, wow. people aren't happy about I think, it. 
Do you still look like him? I mean, then you had sort of mad hair and glasses very yes, similar. Yes, I don't think I look like him now. Unless he's gone bald and he's got a big bushy but beard. It must be quite difficult if you, if you <laughs> if someone kind of becomes sort of mm. famous along the way and you resemble them. Mm. That's one thing. But if someone achieves kind of fame or infamy for mm. for something often something quite terrible, uh, and then you suddenly look like them. That must be quite difficult to deal that with. That would be difficult. Unless you're, it's a Meghan, if it's a Meghan Markle one, then you're quids yeah, in, of yeah, course. Of course. You know, true. how much money, when she was in suits, unless you were having a suits-themed party, <laughs> how much would the Meghan Markle lookalike have gone out for? <laughs> very now, suddenly, Now she's, she's, I mean, she's probably laughing. holidaying in the Caribbean, I would think. That's very true. Yeah, There's yeah. no question about it. And uh, Alexa. About it. <laughs> you see, Alexa. <clears throat> the uh, Amazon, sort of, quite a few companies have got these things. You know, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. You know, we all but, know what it is. Apparently, they, they're, they're developing technology now that, where it may start eavesdropping what you're actually saying. And then without saying, oh, Alexa, who's your favourite footballer or whatever, you know, that sort of thing, it's, it's going to start joining in and <laughs> suggesting things. How annoying would that Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Yeah, it becomes part of the family. It's cool. You know, you know somebody telling Well, I'll do the show with Alexa if you're on holiday. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Probably better. And um, That's it, is it? No, I haven't finished. I've still oh, got wow. more. Okay, go on then. It's amazing that people in this day and age make mm. this, this sort of mistake. Oh, yeah. A commentator at a radio station has been banned from his local club after making sexist remarks to a female uh, referee. Football, football referee. Mm. Chorley FM's Ian Livesey reportedly shouted, you should be at home doing the ironing, love. Yeah. <laughs> just honestly, what makes you do that? when you, In this day and age, you're, just, you're never going to get away with that, are you? No. So anyway, you're he's, he's been disciplined by the club. Is that it? Are you done now? Well, I can be if, you, if you've had enough. I've gone one more then. <laughs> no, one more. Press the red button on your handsets I didn't now. Like the way you sigh. No, I don't. That's all right. No, it's fine. I just if you've got this could be the one. This could be the one that we all look back on and say, 
That was a great moment. No, that was the end. I don't want to... Yeah, no, that was a great moment. What is it? No, I'm not going to do Go on, just one more. One more. Go on, then. Um, this could be it, the one that we all... Turn back. Seminal watershed moment for this show. <laughs> no, it's only been being bitter. They've, they've listed um, how much money these reality stars are worth and how much they've made. Oh, yeah. And Joey Essex <clears throat> has accumulated £6 million. Pounds. What about that? She's not bad, is it? And Gemma Collins, £2.7 million. It's, it's quite remarkable, really. You think they're talking those figures up a little bit? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's checkable or not. I've got. I've, I've just got the feeling that Gemma Collins could possibly have said once, "Not oh, don't get out of bed for less than ten grand." <laughs> you reckon? Yeah, I, I think though that phrase has prob- possibly passed her lips. <laughs> Tell him I don't get out of bed for less than ten grand. Had, Much like yourself, Andy. Yes. No. No. I actually I tried to book a, a famous cricketer. I went. I'll spare his spare his blushes. Yeah. Chris Foy. I'll spare his blushes. Yeah. And uh, and basically, he did say that to me. He said, "I don't get out of bed for less than ten grand." Really? Yeah. Well, literally, the ten grand with the figure. Yeah. I don't get out of bed for ten grand. Yeah. You have to tell. Oh, you've never told me that story. Oh, no, before. That's true. Tell me that cricket. Well, it might have been a grand. I might be exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Don't get out of bed for less than eight pence. <laughs> well, nor do I, mate. Nor does anybody. It's also been Jacobs here on Talksport. It wasn't quite. It was, it was better than the last one you did, the Chorley FM one. But it was good. It was good. It took us somewhere. Um, Mick McCarthy joins us shortly. He's having his second helping with Mick on the Talksport today. Oh, yeah. I'm really interested to know what he's going to get up to. All he told Jim earlier on was yeah, he's going to have a break. Him, yeah. He's going to go on holiday. But I think, you know, he's got this bit of gardening leave. He's probably on full pay. He's got a couple of months. What's he going to get up to? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Well, Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport now. Uh, last night, um, Mick McCarthy walked away from... Uh, he was going to leave at the end of the season anyway, but well, not... Well, he was going to leave anyway, because yeah. according to him, he, he chatted over the weekend, and he was going to leave. It was a bit of a flounce, really. He had a flounce, it. didn't he? Flounce. He but, you know, flouncy. a lot of people would say, oh, the amount of grief he's, he's got from some of the Ipswich fans, mm. he had a right to flounce. And they were you know, 12. They couldn't, you know, they've got no budget or anything, so they're not doing a bad job. Well, he's got a bit of a break now, mm. and he was on with Jim a little bit earlier on, and um, he said, I'm just going to have a holiday. But I thought, I don't know. I, I sensed... I sensed Mm. Uh, a bit of sort of wanderlust there in in uh, in Mick that he's maybe got other plans that that uh, Jim didn't eke out of him. So we've got him back to try and find out a little bit more about what he plans to do with this uh, this little bit of time off before he definitely gets another job in football. Good afternoon, Mick. Flounce? Did you say flounce? Well, well, it was a bit of a flounce, bit wasn't of a flounce, it, Mick? Mick? Wasn't it? Listen, I've got your number, Jacobs. You use that word. In front of me, flounce, and I'll wipe that beard right off your face. Listen, let me tell you, I don't know who that imposter was that was with, with Jim White this morning. Probably that doctor you've got working for you, yeah. who only does two impressions. One of them's Trevor Francis, the other one's me, and no one cares. <laughs> so it was probably him. No, I'm not going, I don't want to get straight back into it. The management. I, I want to take a year out. I fancy going, you know, backpacking through Southeast Asia. You know, mm-hmm. never, never got a chance in my student days. Um, fancy recording uh, a few of the power ballads I've written with the uh, London Philharmonic and um, finish work on the autobiography, which I think I'll call Sackcloth and Ashes. <laughs> well, I like the sound of your album, Mick. Have you given any thought? What's kind of power ballads? Are these in the kind of rock genre? Is this is this what you're thinking? 
Well, power ballads covers a whole multitude of sins, doesn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. But uh, it'll, it'll basically be, uh, you know, uh, wants to tug at the heartstrings for all the Ipswich Town fans who yeah. I appear to have uh, appear to have got on the wrong side of mm. the past few years. Yeah. I'm also going to go on a on one of those uh, courses for how to make substitutions that don't send supporters do lally when you make them. Wow. That's a, that sounds well, I'm looking forward to your total eclipse of the heart. I mean, you're looking to maybe do some of these live as well. Uh, well, yeah, I've got I've got mates who uh, who can you know put a band together, as they say, to uh, you know take it out on the uh, take it out on the road. My uh, my away record's pretty good as it stands over the years, so uh, I think I'll travel well. Oh, we well, we certainly we certainly look forward uh, to that, mm. uh, Mick. Or should I say, dance? Good afternoon, dance. <laughs> Uh, you've rumbled me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, mean, uh, I don't know how you manage that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Jacobs here on uh, TalkSport. Mm. We end today uh, reflecting on uh, an incredible uh, result in uh, Rome last night. Like an awful lot of people, I'm sure, uh, on the uh, 56th minutes when uh, Salah scored the equaliser for Liverpool. thought, I wonder what's going on in the... Roma Barca game, yeah. the mass switchover, and well, it paid out. Those that uh, did uh, decide to cross over, um, it was an incredible match. Um, Peter Drury was commentating. Uh, this is him uh, uh, for the decisive goal, and indeed the final whistle. And Oh dear, what a pity! <laughs> as bit of Chelsea Freude. fans would say, bit of Schadenfreude yeah. there for Barcelona. Great work there by uh, Roma Drury. has risen from their ruins. Is yeah, top work. Uh, Chris Summers alongside him. Good afternoon, Peter. Hi guys, how are you? Yeah, yeah good. good I'd you're about fifty-six minutes in. You and Chris got a whole lot more company than uh, <laughs> than you'd had before. I know. I, know. I, I have to say that at the start of the evening. Uh, really, or really ahead of the whole trip, I thought this would be a nice, quiet one. <laughs> Everyone's watching City Liverpool, and uh, truthfully, like everybody else, I didn't even conceive of the idea that anything would happen other than Barcelona would win two one and we'd all go home and get on with the semi-finals. Mm. But that's the way it works out sometimes, and it was it was just uh, bedlam, and it was it was great, great fun. I think the signs were there, though. You know, Barcelona were. were or against Chelsea. I thought they were lucky to go through, really, and, and Roma were brilliant against Chelsea. So, you know, you, you, if you could sort of read the form, there was always a possibility. Well, there was, and actually, even based on the first leg, there was a, a kind of a possibility, because again, I quite understand that the very great majority of people would have been watching City-Liverpool's first leg, uh, as indeed I would have been if I was sitting at home. <laughs> but despite winning 4-1 uh, in the new Camp, Barcelona last week weren't very good at all. You know, if Barcelona 3-0 up via two own goals and a tap-in from a centre-half, and that kind of summed it up. They, they were 
in no sense stellar in the way we expect them to. And, and actually, uh, a word for the, the guys who sort of co-commentate with me. I, I had Jermaine Genius with me last week and Chris Sutton last night. I, mm. I think we, we would all say that um, it's very easy just to be seduced by the perception of Barcelona. And it, it takes a bit of sort of editorial guts after 20, 25 minutes, and both the guys did it in the first and second leg, to sort of observe, do you know what? Barcelona aren't actually very good. Mm. Mm. Um, and on neither occasion were they very good. And, and, uh, and my goodness me, by the end, they certainly had their tails between their legs. Was it a mood of hope mm. at the beginning? Did you sense that the, the Roma fans felt they had any chance? Well, I, I mean, it, it was a massive party night. And uh, mm. that Olympic stadium, I've been lucky enough to work in a, a few times. Um, when it doesn't believe and when it's quiet and when it's... Uh, horrid little UEFA Cup tie as of old or Europa League tie can be a sort of uh, great cavernous empty horrid place to be but last night it was absolutely full it was it was it was sort of determined to enjoy to enjoy itself whatever and then when it got itself an early goal uh, it just started jumping up and down and and uh, you guys have <laughs> been to enough football matches to know that you can um, you, you know something's on when genuinely you are mm. vibrating in your seat, mm. and, <laughs> and it was one of those nights. It was it was it was astonishing actually. It was it was just so lucky to have been there. The now, momentum was amazing, and at the end we did fear that Barcelona might just nick a goal. You could just see them nicking the goal. Such an anticlimax, but they mm. didn't. So fair enough. No, absolutely, and I, I think everybody was thinking the same thing. Of course, we, we come at it, as, as we always should, but particularly when it's two foreign teams, from a point of absolute neutrality. Mm. But I can't pretend that once Roma had got level um, or ahead on away goals, I wasn't thinking, no, no Barcelona goal now. Uh, unless, I guess, I guess the only sort of great story out of that would have been Messi dancing around 13 of them and sort of planting one in the top corner, which, which would have been in itself a, a glorious moment. But... Um, it, it, walking out of the stadium last night made you feel, even then, that um, it was meant to be. Because th the only thing I can com compare it with was walking out of a stadium anywhere in the world uh, where the host nation has just won in a major tournament, mm. you know, with the flags waving and the horns blaring and people just dancing up and down and singing their songs so happily. I don't speak Italian I could work out that a few of the songs were at the expense of Lazio and weren't entirely complimentary, but <laughs> for, for the most part, they were just um, deriving fantastic joy from, from the sensational performance of their own team. Now, slightly less impartial than you in the commentary box was uh, <laughs> the Roma commentator, Carlo Zampa. I don't know, he's, gone, he's gone viral today, Peter. I don't know if you've had a chance to hear <laughs> this today because you're still there, but let's just get, th we've heard your reaction, very eloquent it was too, to the Manolas uh, winner. This was Carlos. Abattere. Parte Under, ecco il cross. Ecco! 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 Manolas! 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 Manolas di testa! Manolas di testa! Yeah, it's all right. It's just a goal. <laughs> you get so carried away. 
Well, I think if England won the World I Cup, I aspire to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was he was clearly very excited. What were the uh, the kind of Spanish and Catalan commentators? I imagine we saw the press box go up. We saw pictures from the press box today. Someone tweeted some pictures mm. out. So I imagine that they were they were broken men, weren't they? Some of your colleagues from oh, Spain. I mean, absolutely, and and you're right to to again to observe that um, neutrality is a pretty redundant word in all of these things because everybody has mm. feelings at a mm. time like that. But yeah. I mean, the, you know, the, the, the Catalan press, I, I, as you say, I, I really haven't seen anything today. And truthfully, the whole reaction has gone rather over my head. I've been visiting the Colosseum and things like that today. <laughs> but um, the, the, uh, the, the media reaction in Barcelona will be absolutely horrific. Um, and, yeah, I did see one or two of the Italian commentators as well. And they were, as we've just heard, going... Um, utterly berserk and why wouldn't they I mean yeah. it's just a, a fantastic moment for them so where does it rank Peter the amount of games you've done over the years as I was saying earlier mm. and you probably think you've seen it all is it is it up there with one of your kind of favourite moments as, as well, it is because because it was so unexpected mm. and and it's so um, I don't say this out of sort of professional self-protection but sometimes when you're lucky enough to get a moment like that and and mercifully last night some words came to me um, occasionally people say scripted and I can honestly say and, and perhaps this is unprofessional of me I was utterly utterly unprepared mm. for Roma turning that round sure. and so um, the fact that they did took me joyfully by surprise uh, and the fact that it, it, it appears to have gone okay um, j- j- does thrill me actually because it was it was um, excuse me that's the announcement telling me to get off my bus. Okay, <laughs> okay we better let you go. <laughs> Peter, good Peter, to talk thank to you. you. Thanks for joining us. It was right up there. It was right up there for me. Good stuff. All the best. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Really nice to talk to you, fellas. All the best. There Take we care. are. Bye-bye. Peter Drury, bit of well-earned sightseeing after his work last night in the stadium. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. <laughs> there we are. Uh, that was uh, this afternoon's show. Yeah. And uh, it's nice, isn't he? Peter's got to do the commentary. He's had a little day sightseeing. Wow, that's what a nice touch. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? Brilliant. Mm. Okay, um, so we will uh, catch up with you tomorrow. As we said, we'll squeeze in a one-size-fits-all. We're at Aintree. Uh, Nicky from the Manic Street Preachers will be here. So lots going on. Until then, have a good evening. <clears throat> Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.